0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and the season is coming to a close. The Warriors beat the tanking, very young tanking, Oklahoma City Thunder. And the Thunder, man, they are in a good position for this year's draft, this draft with five, as they say, tier one prospects. They have Houston's pick... And that is protected top four. And then they have their own pick, which currently I think they're like fifth. They'll probably tank a little bit further. I feel like Minnesota is going to come up a little bit. So there's a good chance that they could get the fifth pick from Houston, who's currently in last place, and get in the mix for the top four picks with their own. So good job, Sam Presty, man. Like, I always wondered if OKC could survive after Westbrook and Kevin Durant because it's not exactly, I'm assuming, a free agent destination. I mean, money's money and all, but, you know, for the most part, probably not the first choice for a lot of dudes. But the way to rebuild this team is through draft picks. You know, and obviously Sam Presti has collected a ton of draft picks. And if he ends up with two guys in the top five, he should instantly be in first place for executive of the year for next season. Like if they end up with Cade and Kaminga or Suggs and Jalen Green, that would be impressive. In addition to SGA and some of the other young pieces that are talented, but definitely young, as we saw in that game. This was a game that was pretty clear the Warriors were going to win. The Warriors are trying to win in general, and the Thunder are, for the most part, not trying to lose. I mean, the organization might be, the players weren't, but they just don't have enough to to match up with Steph. And I've been thinking, you know, like these games as I've been doing these these short, quick hitters, I've been like, what is going to make this season worth it? What's going to make it meaningful, right? Vubank talked about if Steph gets MVP, it doesn't look like he will because of the Warriors record and, you know, Jokic probably has the inside track on that. Steph would have to go off for like 50 points for the rest of the season, like final, what? five games or so. Would it be if Steph won the scoring title? Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be nice, you know, to win it at age 33, the second time he's won it. Personally, I think he could have won it a couple more times if the Kevin Durant years didn't happen, but that's for another day. But what would make this really, 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 really worthwhile make the season completely worth all the ups and downs and flatlining mediocrity would be if the warriors knocked the lakers out of the playoffs via the play-in round. Right now as I speak, the lakers and the blazers have the same record. Tiebreakers give the lakers the 6th seed. The blazers have the 7th and the warriors have the 8th. So, come on, Dame Lillard. <laughs> Get your team into the sixth seed. Give the Lakers to the Warriors. Put them at seven. Listen, the Lakers are better than the Warriors in the last couple of games that they played. It's been pretty obviously clear, especially now that the Warriors have a depleted roster. But the Lakers have also had a depleted roster. And they're injured. And I don't wish injury upon anyone. But the news that LeBron tried to come back from his high ankle sprain... And had to sit out some more. He might not be 100%. Anthony Davis back from the calf strain. He's having back spasms. He might not be 100%. I don't know when Dennis Schroeder's coming back. So there is a chance, right? That would be bloody amazing (laughs) for Steph to have the chance to stop LeBron from advancing into the playoffs and trying to get another title. I mean, LeBron is chasing Jordan, right? He has four titles. And. I think in his mind, he saw the season as like an easy way to a fifth and maybe another sixth next year, right? So he's just chasing that. And what better for Steph to do than just to, just to stomp on that? That would be awesome. I would love that. That would make me so happy. I mean, the Warriors could go on after that and get swept by the Jazz or the Suns, and I would be totally happy. If you don't really have a shot, you want to scare people, you want to have some fun, you want to play spoiler spoiling the Lakers' chances of getting into the regular playoffs and advancing and having a shot at the at the finals, that would be satisfying to me. A couple more quick things. Andrew Wiggins continues to impress me. I think he'll fit in really well next season once Clay is back and kind of back in rhythm and fully confident in his Achilles and his ACL. I mean that might take a while, but I think now that Oubre is out, I think it's actually been helpful for Andrew Wiggins because Oubre doesn't clog up the lane. He doesn't do his random drives. The ball moves a little bit better and Wiggins is more adaptive to that. So this is actually a net positive. And so if you add Clay into the mix instead of Oubre, Wiggins is buying in. He's buying into the way the Warriors play. I mean, he's seen Steph's gravity and he's deferring to it, obviously. But this just bodes well for next season. The way Clay moves, the way he doesn't just hold the ball, the way he's just a part, an inherent part of the Warriors system. That's something that I'm super excited to see. So again, maybe they find a way to keep Oubre's salary slot. But I've been guessing for a while that they're going to move on from Ubre, or maybe it's the other way around, Ubre is going to move on from the Warriors. But I'm okay with that. I'm 100% okay with that. If he wants to start, if he wants to get paid like $18, 20000000 million and the Warriors cannot offer that or promise that, all good. Move it along. One last note. It's been going around. Marcus Thompson of The Athletic said that he's heard that the Warriors are looking at Jordan Bell, our man Jordan Bell. And I, I laughed and Warriors Twitter and Warriors fandom kind of like had a had a chuckle. And I gotta say though, I would totally welcome that. For one, it would add some entertainment value to this season because I would just sit there and watch him and Mike Brown interact. That would be hilarious. I'm sure it has to be okay with Mike Brown for, for them to do this. And you know, the season is. Getting a little slow, a little dry, to be honest, at least for me. And you want to add a little bit of, hmm, let's see what this is going to be like. I'd tune in. A good thing is that Jordan Bell knows the Warriors offense in a pinch. He could get in there, get familiar with it, and at least give serviceable minutes, right? Like, I'm guessing he's a little bit better than before. I'm guessing he's a little bit more mature. And he'd be helpful. The Warriors need bodies, athletic, switchable, big bodies. I mean, let's face it: the Warriors have the market cornered on six foot six centers at this point with Draymond, Pascal, and then if they get Bell, I mean, are you kidding me? They should have gotten PJ Tucker. Then they would just dominate the world of six six centers. But yeah, no, I would totally, I would totally take that Jordan Bell story, man. Like it's, it's an unfortunate one. He started off with so much promise. There was that game where Steve Kerr was mic'd up and he talked to Jordan Bell like during a break in play about how good he is and how good he's going to be. But he just never he never panned out. I personally think when he went down with that really bad ankle sprain his rookie year, that kind of threw off his momentum and he didn't recover from that in terms of being his aggressive self that season. And then, of course, there were all the maturity issues and all this other stuff. And that was the biggest reason he did not return because that maturity goes hand in hand with improving as a player. And when you do something as egregious as that quote unquote prank about the candle and Mike Brown, then, you know, that shit just ain't funny. But we'll see. You know, everybody talks about how Jordan Bell was going to be the next Draymond, the Warriors center of the future. I think he's listed at 6'9", but I think he's really just like 6'6", 6'7". And... He's probably lost a little bit of that athleticism, that explosiveness that he had coming into the league. But whatever, you know, he'll be solid, serviceable on defense. And, you know, let's get the gang together for the hell of it. Why not? Anyway, the Warriors get OKC on Saturday once again. And i'll be back for that i suppose that's another episode of the oakland warriors podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast feel free to hit me up on twitter at patrick epino, E-P-I-N-O or at oakland warriors check us out at oakland and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to subscribe and listen the oakland warriors podcast is produced by national film society that's it